What's good, everybody? Welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm your host, Brandon David. Super special episode for you guys today. We have Troy Dayton, CEO, founder of ArcView. He's top five cannabis influential people ever. We get into some good, good stuff. ArcView's impact thus far, what legalization in California beyond is gonna mean for ArcView, and why investment has actually slowed down in the months leading up to the election. You're gonna learn a lot, guys. Tune in, listen up, get acquainted. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm Brandon David. We are here with one of the most influential people in the industry, Troy Dayton. Thank you so much for having us here on Saturday in your beautiful office. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. Let's get right into it. So top of mind for everybody right now is Election Day. That's on Tuesday. It's just a couple days away. You've been highly supportive on Facebook and all over the place, calling out companies that have sponsored, ones that haven't sponsored, put money in. Let's start with California and 64. Why do you support Prop 64? Uh, well, I mean, I've been fighting for legalization since I was 18. I've, you know, been 20 some years uh, that I've been waiting for this day. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, 64, it's not perfect, but it's, uh, it's great. It's legalization. I mean, um, that's why I'm supporting it. And because you're such an activist, how do you feel sort of on the eve of all of this? I mean, it's a big moment. It's a big moment. Um, I remember the night when we won in Colorado and Washington, and I remember posting something about how I actually didn't know the feeling I was experiencing. I was having such a, a feeling inside of uh, inner amazement um, and inner sense of vindication and inner sense of, because you know, for most of my life, people would laugh at me when I would say that my job was to legalize marijuana. Yep. Um, and then they would tell me all the reasons why it would never happen, why the pharmaceutical companies or the prison industry or the alcohol or tobacco companies would never let it happen, right? And so, you know, and, 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 pers and persisting in the face of that kind of criticism um, and being laughed at to then win. But more importantly than win, it's this sense of like people not being arrested, people getting out of jail, the, the act of changing people's minds, the act of people looking at prohibition and realizing that it's stupid. Yeah. Um, you know, that whole process is just great. I, when I got involved in this in 1995, public support for legalization was at 36%. Mm. The last poll showed 60%. Mm -hmm. So I feel so blessed to be able to have been, you know, most things that people work on, they don't get a chance to see it completely right. switch sides in their lifetime, yeah. much less in, you know, a, two decades years, time. Yeah. Right, I mean, that, that is I mean, you incredible. must have this feeling of like, I was on the right side of history, like, yeah. hell yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, it feels so good. But in the thing that's gonna feel the best is to hear about the people getting out of prison. Mm. I mean, that's the neat thing about 64, is mm. that there will actually be people that walk out, out of cages as a result of this. Yep. Um, so it's, it's, it feels great. And it's not just California, we're, you know, there's nine states that are voting. I don't think all of them will pass, but I do think, that the big ones will, and um, so the big ones meaning Nevada, Arizona. What's your prediction? Um, I think we're going to win by a lot in California. I think we're going to win by a lot in Florida. Um, I think we're going to win by a little in Nevada mm -hmm. and Massachusetts. Maine, 
I think we're going to win, but maybe just a just a smidge. And Arizona is a total toss-up. Mm. I can't call it. It's Why? It, 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 the polls are neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, it, I, I bet we don't know the outcome in Arizona for weeks after the mm. election. Mm. Got it. And do you think it's closer because of the infusion of anti uh, cannabis monies and yeah, the opposition yeah. saw that that yeah. was the one place where they could they think they could make and a difference, and they really that. threw a lot of money at it. I think it's up upwards now of six million dollars or something that they've put against mm. it. I mean, mm. we've never seen that That's kind crazy. of money. Yeah. I mean, Arizona is a relatively small state yep. in the big scheme of things. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see you know how we stand up when the opposition spends money. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they've hardly spent any in California because it was, uh, you know, they, they knew they could have moved the needle. Yep. You know? Yep, absolutely. So I talked to a lot of founders, a lot of founders that are trying to raise money. And recently they've been telling me, well, I have this big roadblock because investors are waiting till after the election. And there's going to be this huge tranche of money that comes in in the following months. Is that true? I think so. Uh, we've certainly seen a counterintuitive slowdown um, in investment. You'd think, wow, you've got a market growing at 29% compound annual growth rate. You've got uh, all these ballot initiatives. Everybody you know, has known for a long time California is going to pass it. The polling's been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the sixth largest economy in the world. Which is crazy. You'd th- <laughs> yeah, right. You'd think, you'd wow. think people yeah. would be throwing capital down left and right. Um, but they're not. Mm. Um, they're they are um, the right people are showing up. The right people with the right capital is, is showing up, and I do believe that after election day, once the the there's some more certainty in the marketplace, I think we're going to see an absolute flood of capital. Got it. Um, and the other thing I think that's impacting it is that a lot of funds have raised a lot of money. So that's taken some of the air out of the room sure. because those funds aren't just going to turn around and deploy it right away. They, right. They've spent this time, you know, you've got, you've got MedMen, you've got Privateer, and you've got Tuatara that have taken, you know, like, well, it's like over $200 million out of the, out of the air that might have, in got some it. cases, might have otherwise been, been going directly to founders, right? Yep. So now that is being, and there's other people building funds Sure, they've more basically quietly. rolled up a bunch of angels, right? A bunch right. of the people to put money in and said, right. we know how to do this better, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, got it. So uh, how does ArcView stand to benefit from this? I mean, if all this money comes in, what does ArcView look like for the next year? How, how do you benefit from that? Well, I mean, one of the things that's going to be happening as uh, legalization comes and, and, and people start to see, wow, this is really happening and that feder- ending federal prohibition is on its way, there will be droves and droves of new investors that get into this uh, industry. Mm-hmm. And the biggest challenge that investors face when they try to enter a new industry is, do they have the relationships to both find good deals but also the relationships to evaluate those deals with other people that really know what it's like on the ground. And then lastly, to make sure that they are co-investing with other people so that they're not investing, you know, small amount of money that used, that's used to close the business down, right? Sure. So, that, sure. so that you have a team of other people to make sure that a, a company succeeds um, and, that, uh, and that they have enough capital to execute against the plan, yep. right? And 
That's what we do. So we bring those investors together. We, we have a process uh, by which companies can uh, apply and go through our process, and it's a member-led process mm -hmm. where the members help to decide kind of who moves to the next round, who gets on stage, et cetera. And then they get to share that due diligence and they get to be part of a very kind of curated, high net worth group of people where they can call somebody who knows this kind of sector or that kind of sector to kind of talk about the deals. And that makes a huge difference in their ability to get the kind of comfort level they need in order to invest. Because in almost any other sector, what you find is investors will invest in um, sectors they know really well sure. or with people who have a track record of making sectors, other people yeah. money in those sectors. Mm -hmm. Well, for most investors in this sector, they they're not they're not number one. They're not they don't they don't know it well, and there is nobody that has returned a bunch of capital um, yep. to anybody sure. yet. Yeah, so no how do you wins. adjust yeah. for that? Yeah, and that's where ArcView comes in. Yeah, I'm so glad that you brought up kind of the new investor because yeah. I think you've done such tremendous work with helping bring people into the network and getting comfortable, like you said, mm -hmm. comfortable with investing in cannabis. I think if there's one critique that mm -hmm. I hear of mm -hmm. ArcView. It's that once you're in the ecosystem and you meet a lot of people, what is the lasting value of staying in the ArcView community? Mm -hmm. Do you mean for uh, for, an for an investor? investor? Yeah. For an investor? Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's you know, the one you want to help the companies that you've invested in succeed. Mm -hmm. um, you also want to help, um, you know, depending on if you have capital more capital to deploy, right? I mean, if you don't have more capital to deploy, there's not so much of a reason to stick sure. around. Yeah, yeah. But if you've got more capital to deploy, uh, you know, there are, you know, this no, this industry moves so fast. Mm -hmm. And being part of that community is, is, is great. And there's always going to be new people coming. And the industry will never be smaller than it is today. And so if you want to stay abreast of that and you want to be, make sure that you're meeting the right people, seeing the right deals, um, it, it's, it's, it's the only way to go. Yeah. Um, and then also one of the things I think people don't fully grasp all the time is, is the value of even if you're not investing in a given deal, being able to see all the deals that come through and so that you're able to kind of, when you see a deal you like, you're able to place it sure. in the ecosystem. Yeah, some frame of reference. You have a yeah. good frame of reference, which is very hard to get in, in an industry that's moving so fast. So you may feel like you've got it now, but if you dip out for six months or you're just, you know, kind of got your, your focus in, in, in one particular type of market, this thing's moving so fast right? You don't know what's happening in sure. Florida. You don't know what's happening in this other state or this other country or whatever. And so being able to get together in a really curated environment with people um, uh, where all the top people are in that room makes a huge difference. Yep. Got it. So that's sort of the investor side. And then on the deal flow side, as far as getting companies, one way that you've tackled this is with Canopy, mm -hmm. right? Canopy yeah. Boulder, which is now in Berkeley and San Diego yep. and really growing. Um, I think officially you are a partner at yes. Canopy. Yeah. What exactly does that mean? Well, um, we uh, we helped start Canopy, mm -hmm. um, so we own a portion of, of Canopy, uh, and then a lot of the Canopy companies come through our ecosystem uh, and present mm -hmm. to our investors. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why we, we, we I had wanted to do uh, incubator from the beginning yeah. um, when we started Arcview, that was what we wanted to do. Okay, <laughs> before we had the investor network. Our plan in 2010 was to have an incubator. Okay. 
Um, but there was not an appetite for doing that in 2010, mm -hmm. and so we went out with the investor network as sort of a minimum viable product, Got it. and then that really took off. And so that was when we decided that um, uh, you know we would probably want to partner with somebody on an accelerator. Yep. And so I think the accelerators have become so popular because um, of what I affectionately call a lot of bullshit investors yes. in this industry. There's a lot of people sort of kicking tires, looking yep. at decks, they want to hang out. And it's like that in other industries. Technology has bullshit investors sure. too. But it seems like there's a lot of them in cannabis. Mm -hmm, Do you mm -hmm. have a feeling for why that is? Well, it's the most it's the most fun thing to talk about. Like everybody loves to talk about cannabis. If if I had a nickel for every time somebody talked about cannabis and legalization and what the impact of that is going to be, cannabis would be over. I mean, mm -hmm. cannabis prohibition would be over already, mm -hmm. right? If that if 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 every time someone said something, money went to the cause, yeah, right? Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, we have. <laughs> The problem with, for most people raising money for, in other sectors, the biggest challenge is getting investors to talk to you. Yep. In this industry, it's, it's, make, it's getting like investors that aren't gonna invest in your project to not take up your time, mm. right? Mm. That's, the, that's the challenge here. And it's the same thing what we a run challenge. into with people, our salespeople talking to investors. I mean, it's like all day long, it's like the, big, the hardest thing is to get people who are not prospects off the phone, which is not what not what most salespeople right, yeah. are used to. We're in a very, very exciting industry. People and are these people that talking are at about it. work at their hedge fund or wherever and they're just like, hey, yeah, let's talk weed for a few minutes because yeah. I'm bored at my job. Is that what it looks like, these people? Or, to yeah. some people, for sure. And I think that um, it it's partly makes sense. There's a lot of interest in this sector, mm -hmm. right? So. People want to talk about it, but a lot of people, particularly if they work for an institution, um, they can only talk about it. They're, they're, those institutions are not yet ready to jump into this space, and so, you know, that's partly why, you know, a lot of conversations don't go anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. If you ask the average person before they've actually started raising the money and they've just had preliminary conversations, they'll all tell you, oh. It's all soft circled already. Right, right, right. They're like, yes. And if you were in any soft other business, circled. one of my were, favorite. If yeah. you were in any other business, you know, you could probably count on seventy percent of that soft circled mm. money. In the cannabis mm. industry, you should only be counting on about thirty percent. <laughs> and and it's not because I think people have good intentions. I think that that this industry is just a little bit different. Which is that you know, by the time the lawyers take a look at it, by the time that this, you know, and by the time that initial excitement fades because it's the cannabis industry, you're left with, you know, it, it's a little harder for people to pull the trigger. I hope that's going to be changing mm. um, in the next few months. Mm. Um, it's one of the, it, by the way, it's one of the reasons why ArcView has been so successful because we've got a group of investors who are already pre, who've already sort of pre-selected and spent some money mm. <laughs> in mm. order to be, um, in order to be in the room to be able to look at the deals, right? So yep. you've got a bit of a pre-selected group. Um, and we've had, uh, we have about 550 high net worth accredited investors that are members that have placed over 85 million uh, behind 131 companies. Those are big numbers. Yeah. And is that how you measure success? Is that at the end of the day, how much money is, is transferred to investors? I mean, to, to founders? You know, there's how, a, how lot of, there's a lot of different ways to measure success. I, I mean, that's that's one. That 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 means people are meeting the people they want to meet, right? Yeah. That's our goal. Is yeah. do, are the people meeting the people they want to meet? 
Um, and uh, and then, I mean, in the long run, it'll it'll be well, are the companies successful, mm. right? Um, and is is our ecosystem putting the best companies out in front of the investors? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, at least so far, most of the really you know top level companies out there that we're reading about have come through our ecosystem. Yep. Um, you know, Ease and Meadow and MJ Freeway and um, you know, I mean, there's you know, Medicine Man and Spark. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all those uh, different M Hardeen. Yep. Uh, all of, have all come through us. Yeah, the cool know. thing about some of those companies you just mentioned is now they've sort of come full circle and now they're sponsoring mm-hmm. different events, right? Yep. Which is in such a short amount of time it has to yeah. feel cool for you oh, as my God. well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, this is where, you know, it, it allows us to say, you know, we see these deals first. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. So you have such a rich activist history. Yeah. Um, and that really is the case with a lot of people that are in cannabis. The question is really, you know, after we get through this transition, when prohibition is over, does the cannabis industry have a place for those activists? I mean, do those skill sets transfer? Hmm. Um, well, look, this is an industry born out of a movement. And as long as there's a single adult anywhere in the world that is being punished for this plant, we're not solely an industry. We're still a movement. Mm. Um, and government relations uh, is going to be important, perhaps more important in a post-prohibition world. Mm. Um, you got to remember, it's only been a few years ago that we finally got the right to be able to sell, to be able to ship alcohol across state lines. Yep. Right? Yeah. I mean, alcohol prohibition ended, you yep. know, 60 some years ago, right? Yeah. So, um, or longer than that. Um, a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, you know, I think that, that there's going to be a, a, a long, a good long while before there is not a need for a political movement to be related to this, you know, industry. Mm-hmm. And also, I think that there's a place for it as well because so many of the people that are in charge at various organizations and companies do come out of uh, the politics side of it uh, as well. And so I think just the nature of the way the industry has been birthed um, by a lot of people who've been on the political side, um, I think that there's a lot of room there. Now, I also think that it, that there's, it's great to have diversity, right? So having people from uh, from the tech world, or having people from the real estate world, or having people from the consumer packaged goods, or the organic foods world, and the 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 you know health food and the ag tech world, and you know we need you as name many it. smart people you in know? as many domains as possible, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean that's really the answer. Um, so not everybody is pro sixty four, right? Let's right. bring it back to California here. There's a big constituency, specifically on my Facebook feed, yeah, oh, that yeah. is anti. Mm-hmm. Um, to many people that are not familiar with the cannabis world, this might be surprising, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a grower of cannabis, why would you not want to legalize this? I mean, right, right. where do you think some of those concerns stem from? Why are people so anti? Well, I think let's well, first just say that you know Prop 64 is not the most um, it wouldn't have been the initiative I would have written. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
That being said, it accomplishes the major things that we, we want. It yeah. has grow, your, grow, grow at home, it leaves medical alone, it uh, allows uh, for adults to purchase cannabis, um, it, it, gives, it has some protections around um, uh, you know, keeping the canopies you know, to a certain degree uh, smaller, which gives medium and small sized players a chance to take a run at the market for yeah. a while. It's got. It doesn't doesn't have any felony uh, restrictions, so you know you can have a felony uh, and still be an operator, um, which is important I, uh, for a host of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it has all those things. Those are the main things. It's a little onerous. The, yeah. The, the, it's a little onerous, um, and it's just not the way I would have written it. That being said, that's not a reason to oppose it. Mm. Um, the reason why people are opposing it is the same reason why the bootleggers and the Baptists were able to find common cause uh, during the efforts to repeal uh, alcohol prohibition. Yep. Um, because people are getting prohibition or quasi-prohibition inflated prices right now. Um, yeah, Al Capone doesn't want to legalize alcohol. No, yeah. no. And, <laughs> and anybody that's getting uh, paid an artificially high price uh, for cannabis is doing so on the backs of people who probably don't mm. look like them, mm. who are getting arrested and put in jail and who wake up every day in fear of having their kids taken away from them, from losing their license to practice law or medicine, uh, and generally uh, have to live in fear. Um, because you know, if you live in Northern California, you think cannabis is already legal. Correct. But if yeah. you live anywhere else in California, right. yeah. you know it's not. Yeah. And um, so I'm personally offended, actually, by the people who it's very are selfish. opposing. Yeah. It's very, very selfish, yeah. yeah. As we look towards the future, yeah. the end of prohibition, you look at a lot of companies, you look at a lot of different segments of the industry, the cannabis industry. What's something you want to see built in the world? What's a problem that hasn't been solved yet? Um, well, one thing I think there's a bunch of people working to solve, but I think we could see more. I think it's going to be a huge area is related to simplifying the consumer's experience of choosing how they want to feel. Mm. Um, I think, you know, people going to Leafly and looking up, you know, each strain to figure out whether it's a good fit for them, I, I, I just think that is... It's too much research. It's too much research. Too much I mean, even for yeah. me, and I'm, yeah. I work in the field, yep. right? I, yep. You know, uh, so I think that we're going to see a lot more of, uh, you know, these companies like Ebu and Choose, uh, two companies that, that raise money out of our group sure. and, and you know there's a bunch of other people that are working on different things like this. But simplifying that experience so that when people have, can have a, a repeatable experience that is uh, that gives them the same experience, uh, that's the key. Because so many people don't use cannabis because even though 80% of the time it makes them feel one way, 20% of the time it makes them feel completely mm. the opposite. Mm. And that you know, that lack of reliability uh, really, I think, turns a lot of people off to cannabis who otherwise would be really excited about it. And the key is low dosages. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. It's the thing I see over and over and over again. Somebody had one negative experience that their cousin gave them this crazy weed brownie they made in their yep. kitchen, and it probably had, I don't know, 600 milligrams of THC in or something, and they had a terrible experience, and then they don't want to try again. Mm-hmm. right? So that consistency and that brand understanding, mm-hmm. you know, when you go stay in a Marriott, you know what you're going to get. Yep. Right? And that, that's the same thing that we have to create here. Um, yep, exactly. 
Cool. So I know you got the big ArcView event coming up in Vegas this mm -hmm. coming week or next week rather. And then there's something in LA coming up too. You said. Yep. Right? Yeah. Our ne next big one will be uh, January 16th through 18th in in Los Angeles. Um, Where in LA do you do it? Uh, off the top of my head, I'm not. I I yeah. don't, I actually don't know the answer. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a nice place. Yeah. It's it's gonna be a great it'll be a great place. Yeah. And. Uh, and, and that's, that's going to be good. I mean, especially post-legalization, it's going to be a lot of excitement. Uh, and so I think that's going to be a really, really strong event uh, uh, for us. And then we're in Barcelona, uh, ah. March uh, 7th. Cool. I actually studied abroad. Eric and I, a producer, studied abroad in Barcelona for six oh, wow. months. It was nice. a rad place. Have you been before? I have not been. Oh, you're going to have a good time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to have some European companies present. It's very exciting what's happening in Spain. Yep. We're going to have some U.S. companies present. And get a chance for investors to meet each other that are, you know, kind of on either side of the. How have you tapped into the deal flow in Spain? You know, where did you find those companies? Oh, so we're, we have a, we partnered with people who are um, who are on the ground in Spain who really understand. Uh, we have a we have a financial partner as well as a um, like a cannabis based like business partner cool. uh, that is uh, there and. They originally came to us and said, "Hey, we want to do an arc view here," right. and uh, and so that that was really exciting. And so they're tapped into everybody up there. Very very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get you out of here on a few fun questions. Yeah. I love to ask the guests. Aside from the great work that you do during what, the day, activism and helping companies raise money, when you go home at night and you're going to consume some cannabis, how do you like to do so? Strains? What kind of device do you use? You know, what what kind of mm -hmm. smoker are you? Mm -hmm. What kind of consumer are you? Yeah. Pretty traditionally, I'm like two, three times a week, I'll take like two, three puffs of uh, um, like a, uh, maybe like a Marley Natural or uh -huh. an open vape uh, uh, thing vape or pen, yeah. vape pen, yeah. uh, or um, I'll, I'll take like, you know, two, three puffs of uh, cannabis that has probably gone stale because I don't smoke it enough. <laughs> God, <laughs> That's it. the truth. And... Um, uh, and then also I have, um, uh, one thing I've been liking lately is, uh, um, is a spray, Jumbo uh, has a, a, I love their, their stuff. Sublingual, yeah. like CBD mm -hmm. spray, yeah. And then, um, uh, well, this one's not a CBD spray, Got but it. yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll use that sometimes, particularly like out at an event or whatever. I like taking a dose where I don't even know, it's where, where it's like later on in the night I look back and be like, but that was fun. Mm. Right, but I never knew I was stoned. Got it. Right, I just noticed that, like, wow, that was that was cool. Um, and um, what else? Oh, and lately I've been really enjoying um, uh, a, a some some of these uh, products. Some some uh, what do you call it? It's a it's a um, it's a prototype of a product that uh, has a um, uh, that uses a lot of extra terpenes uh, in it. Really powerful. Interesting. Yeah. So the flavor is just super yeah. intense. Yeah. The aroma is super intense without being very potent itself. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So I, that seems interesting. To I want to try that as well. That sounds yeah. cool. Troy, it's been a real pleasure. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on the show and yeah. having us here at your Thanks office. For me. Good luck in Vegas and LA and everything. And thank you for everything you've done for the industry yeah. so far. It's been great. You want to plug some more stuff? ArcViewGroup.com. What else? Are we yeah. Doing? Oh, also ArcView, ArcView Market Research. If you're, you know, oh, well, I guess I don't want to move that, but uh, the uh, yeah, let's, we, this book okay. is very nice. I, yeah. I have to say, I don't like books, um, but this would be a cool thing for the coffee table right yeah. here. 
And what's in here? Tell so that you. is, you know, sort of, this is the fourth edition of the state of legal marijuana markets. So we put out, you know, details on all the states and growth market projections and looking at industry trends. And this one we did in partnership with New Frontier. Um, and, uh, and so it's a great primer on the industry and where it's at and where it's going and what the investment trends are. So. Got it. And you can get it digitally too as well. Yes, you can yeah. get it digitally. Well. Arcviewgroup.com, is that yep, the? Yeah, or arcviewmarketresearch.com uh, as well. Got it. And also I would just say, look, if there's anybody who is raising capital in this space, um, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it, these are value-add investors. This is an incredible group. People learn a lot, even if they don't raise capital, they, they, they get a lot of value out of it because the people that are there are the people who can give them, create the buzz, who can um, really connect them. Uh, oftentimes are their clients, uh, advisors, things like that as well. Um, and then for investors, if you're a high net worth accredited investor, um, you know, this is kind of a no brainer. Yeah, I know it's yeah. the the best intro into the industry. Yeah, there's no question about it. Yeah, thanks. Troy, thanks again. Yeah. Great to meet you. Yeah, and uh, thanks for watching, guys. We'll yeah. see you next time.